1: Ready to get your glitter on? Then head to Worlds of Fun Grand Carnival from July 23rd through August 7th for a larger-than-life shimmering celebration. Join the spectacle of color, a dazzling parade of floats, performers, music, and beads that sweeps across the park. And take your taste buds on a world tour while dancing to music after dark. Save over 45% with a Carnival Bundle, which includes admission, parking, and three food tastings at worldsoffun.com.
2: It's just match reaction for Wolfhampton Wanderers 2, Everton won 3 losses in a row for the Toffees. Uh, A decent second-half performance wasn't enough to salvage anything after an utterly disgraceful first 45 minutes. Nick Preb and Mark Mosey joining me. Uh, Preb, I'll come to you first, mate. Thoughts on that overall? Um, I I think for me... Whatever happened in that last hour was sort of overshadowed, and it's not not enough to offset what happened in that, you know, what happened in that utterly shambolic, utterly cowardly, and utterly rudderless first half an hour from Everton tonight.
3: Yeah, unfortunately, probably not unexpected. Yeah. Uh, the result tonight and the performance. Um, uh, I thought, you know, Wolves are in a bit of form. Um, it was probably the best team that Wolves could have played against tonight in Everton. Um, we, I, I, thought actually we started the game, absolutely terrified of making a mistake, and that that was probably a hangover from what happened the other week at Watford. Yeah. Um, and when you're in that mentality of, oh shit, I don't want to make a mistake, you inevitably do. Yeah, and. Like, it's not just the second goal that happened with, but it was, like, every touch in that first half, I was like, oh, shit, I've got to make a five-yard pass, got to, got to make sure that, that that sticks, even if it goes backwards. So negative. Um, unfortunately, I'm not surprised by the results on the performance. And one of the things that, that sort of flagged in my mind that first half is, like, we appeared like we were a team that we were playing in the cup against a team three tiers above <laughs> like yeah, we, yeah. we were just grateful to have a touch in their half yeah. and that, that's what it was like in the first half and yeah okay we came out and played a bit more in the second half barely um, mm. we deserved everything tonight we got 2-1 uh, probably flattered us uh, could have been 3-0 in the first half um, I'm obviously not happy as nevertonian on, on the back of that result uh, but not surprised in the slightest and um, Yeah, I'm sure we'll get on to what's coming next shortly, but uh, yeah, um, we
2: got what we deserve tonight. Um, I just think the manager said this week he wanted the reaction, wanted the team to be better, after Watford uh, conceded four goals in 12 minutes there. Uh, By the end of that first half, Everton conceded six goals in 45 minutes of football. Um, The reaction wasn't there, the organisation wasn't there, and the determination wasn't there ultimately up until it came too late.
0: Yeah, I think... you hit the nail on the head there in terms of the most disappointing element for me is that we got all of the usual verbal rhetoric in the week about how we wanted a reaction. It wasn't good enough last week. We need to apply ourselves more. We need to change things, blah, 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 whatever it was that Rafael Benitez thought that needed to change about the 7th side. And an hour before kickoff, we got the exact answers, which unfortunately every Evertonian has known about this side in... Recent history is that nothing really ever changes. I think it, it was obvious for me, and I appreciate this is easy mm. to say in hindsight on the back of another defeat. But we absolutely needed to to be more solid in the middle of the park. We needed to probably play a flat in midfield three. If Someone like Jean-Philippe Gabamin was going to come back into that side, which obviously he did, it needed to be in a far more astute and far more intelligent setup. And if you were going to bring him into the middle of a midfield two alongside Alain, who I think we, we've all realised now, absolutely needs Adelaide the Corey next to him to have any form of function at all. It it just needed a a far more pragmatic and more sensible approach tonight. And I think, as you'll have heard, the barman is as furious as I am. But I think it's the the disappointment for me. I think the the two things I'll take away from tonight, uh, I've had numerous conversations throughout the week and throughout the day-to-day leading up to this game about whether Everton, in the current form that they are in, could potentially get dragged into a, a, a very more, very much more precarious situation than they are currently in at the moment in terms of a relegation fight. It, the fact that, as, as Preb has said, in terms of getting away from that game with a 2-1 defeat... That, that's a walking advertisement tonight about why Everton will not get relegated. And it, it, it's a shame on this league that we've been able to get away with a 2-1 defeat because for 70 minutes of that game, we were absolutely dire. I mean, we're, we're looking back at this now at a second half whereby we'll, we we all feel... On a on a three out of ten scale, mildly positive about the fact that we were able to show something in the in the second half of the game. It was nothing. It was crap. We 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 managed to get one goal back. I'll grant you that, but there was no prolonged spells of pressure. There was no real intent. If you get, if you're going to talk about real intent about getting back into a Premier League game and and potentially going on to win it, there, there was nothing of that from Everton tonight. And I think it just makes you realise that. This this spell under Rafael Benitez that we are all embarking on, for, for want of a better word, I feel like we've watched that game against Wolves countless times over the last few years, but th- th- this whole tenure that Benitez is going to bring us in the next God knows however many games leading up to the derby, which he obviously gets sacked after, it's, it's just an enormous waste of time, isn't it? We're, I feel like we, we've had the the apocalyptically bad defeat. Sounds like the
2: apocalypse is going on in this news. In this <laughs> it it, view, it absolutely is,
0: <laughs> we, we, we've, had the, we've had the horrendous home defeats to teams like Watford. We've had this kind of half assed bounce-back game against Wolves numerous times, and it, it feels like we're just going through all of the same motions that we've been through with Martinez, with Silva, with Koeman. And I, I, I don't really sense any form of Everton on the change scenario here, and... All, all of the same things that we've said about individuals, all the same things that we've said about the team as a mm. collective in recent seasons, we're still sat here saying them. And I, I don't really know what changes about it. I'm sat here looking at a Dominic Carver-Lewin on Sky Sport, who I feel absolutely oh, yeah. sorry for tonight, because how he is meant to comment on a group of lads who are clearly missing him, God knows how much, is is unbelievable. How many most than them? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and no one could blame him after watching that 90 minutes, but... I think if you're taking any form of positive out of that game tonight, I think you, you are genuinely clutching at straws. And the only thing more terrifying about the last 90 minutes of my life is the fact that we've got to watch that about seven or eight more times before Christmas against teams that are absolute team for team over the next few weekends better than that Wolves team that we've just faced.
2: Yeah, it is It is grim. And I think, you know, probably, you know both of you mentioned the manager there. We're not going to get into... Benitez out and all that sort of stuff it's, it's far too early for all that sort of thing but I think even with the injuries you sort of I think the, the thing you expect from a Benitez team is to, to set them up and say we're going to be horrible to play against and we're going to be hard to beat today and from minute 10 Wolves I mean the, the goal they score, which is disallowed they literally pick the ball up and just drive straight through the middle of Everton and the organisation and the aggression and you'd expect that from a a B team, and especially a team that's had what yeah. nine days to work on it since yeah. since the Watford game. Um, it just wasn't there, was it?
3: Yeah, it's like have you ever had a manager you Um <laughs> I think I think like like you just said, you know, they they a not go this loud. Could have been done and dusted yeah. in that first half. Um, it's really. Uh, it's really difficult to find any positive at all from that match and um, I think I think through the second half when we were watching it we were celebrating like there's you no know, tomorrow when we, when, whenever we scored um, and that's a sign of the sort of times that we're in as yeah. Blues like yeah. we're, we're grateful for anything yeah. um, corners throw-ins exactly corners. And, and like I, <laughs> I I hate to get back to Gabalman <laughs> but I felt actually very sorry for Martha today. You know, the, the way the way we sat out with him um, supporting Alan in the field. He was um, whatever the opposite of hitting the ground running. Mm. <laughs> that that was that was him today. Um, I felt sorry that he was put in that position. Um, uh, he was never ever gonna be uh, the, the stronghold in the field today. Um, and I I remember seeing Tom Davis on the bench. Um, surprised he didn't get on. Um, it makes me worried going forward for the next few games exactly what team we're going to put out. And like when you he, when he ask the question about Benitez, um, does he know what his strongest team is? Does is he, he...
2: want to play free midfield? Does he, by the looks of it? Uh,
3: I, I, I genuinely don't know what he's thinking. Um, I, I felt like he had a lot of chances to change the structure. Um, the way we were playing even even if it was embarrassing someone halfway through the first half today and taking someone off he just didn't make that decision you know we we talked about previously in the Watford game you know it's not necessarily on the manager that players capitulate in 15 minutes and concede three or four goals but actually as we move on today against Wolves that is on him and you've got to set the team up as you see fit and uh, I'm really,
0: really struggling with Benitez's I think mean, you, You'll probably find occasional Everton fans who will compliment the fact that Rafael Benitez changed that after 45 minutes. For, for me, to, well, I mean... It was obviously after five, wasn't
2: it? I'm gonna, 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, I'm going I'm to say 20 minutes, but as you say, Matt, far earlier in that game, it was so evident that there was an enormous chasm between our back four and our midfield two. And I think as... So many of us have said, not only in the build-ups of this game, but already in the aftermath of it, that the, there's so much about that midfield that means that no no two midfielders on our box other than Abdoulaye Dekorey can play inside there. If Tom Davis plays in that midfield, he needs Alan and someone else alongside him. Alan, in, in terms of how much legs he's got, he absolutely needs Abdoulaye Dekorey, and if not, he needs another two alongside him. And as Preb has, has mentioned, if you're going to bring Jean-Philippe Gabamon back into this squad and back into this league, and, and everyone knows all the tribulations that he's been through in the last couple of years, he absolutely needs to play either in a settled midfield, which, where Everton, that's not going to happen, or he needs to play alongside Arlan and someone else. He, then, he was hung out to dry, wasn't he, really? Yeah, absolutely, and, and, yeah.
2: Don't get me wrong, he was dreadful. He, yeah, he had a really yeah. poor game. Mm. But he looked like a lad that's not played for two years. But if you're, if you're starting a lad that's played for that's not played for two years you should make allowances for that in the way you set the team up and say I need to give him as much protection and al a midfielder who can't actually run is not sufficient protection for a lad that's not played that long and you've got someone like Awobi. I know you scored tonight he shouldn't play P- put Delph in there put Davis in there go three in the middle and say we're going to block that space off we're going to launch it long to a Charles, and it's going to be horrible but we're not going to get cut through yeah And that lad Who has not played a game again Or started a football game For two years in this league Mm. Is going to have Sufficient protection And instead He was hung out to dry Because he he was poor himself But he was next to a fellow In Alain Who can't
0: run or can't cover the ground needed now to play in the midfield two anymore. And yes, you make allowances for that that individual in particular, regardless of the form or the setup that he's coming into in this side. You make allowances because of all those things you've said and with him being out of the side for so long. But th- this is a team who looks at its absolute worst on the back of a five-two home defeat at Watford regardless of whether Jean-Philippe Kabaman's coming back into that side you make allowances for that result you you put a solid three in midfield as you say you start Tom Davis or you start Fabian Delph as much as we don't want to see those players all, all of this this talk that we've seen in the week about Tyler Onyango being considered because he's that he's that big boisterous midfielder that we've been missing on the back of Abdoulaye de being else it? Yeah. it is and we, we are absolutely clutching at sores for a solution to the eternal problem that is Everton and, and that, is, that, is, that is essentially all this is going to be until we decide that all of these faux hard men that we've got in this squad like Fabian Delft Michael Keane Mason Holgate all these people who, who want to be that hard man that a Premier League side absolutely needs and Everton they're desperately lacking the sense of leadership, and I hate to go back to this, and about club captains and all this debate that we've had about Everton in recent years and the countless reasons why this side have never done anything progressive or won a trophy. Yeah, it, so it, 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 it's, t- it's totally there in terms of, you, you look at a, a, a game like that tonight, where you, even, do you know what, if we, if we totally take away that first hour, which was obviously appalling, in that last half hour where you do get a goal back and there is that that little bit of incentive to go and win the game back and, and who's going to be the side that takes the initiative. It, it never really looked like Everton had that impetus to go on and win the game and unfortunately we're looking at a lad in Anthony Gordon who has again been overlooked from the start tonight and we'll know doubt will be overlooked next week because he hasn't got 90 minutes in his legs or whatever bullshit excuse we're using for him this week but it, 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 it just needs that, that that spark and that change and I'm just not convinced that, unfortunately, Everton have got the personnel to make all of these changes that we're talking about to try and affect some form of positive change. And all I can all I can ever really focus on at the moment is that that horrible run of what six or seven games leading up to Christmas. And I'm hoping that Everton, in as we've seen in years gone by, can be a little bit more solid, a little bit more compact ground a a draw against Tottenham and and maybe get a a result at Chelsea or do you know what you're clutching at at straws to try and really think about where our points are going to come from before Christmas but already in what just coming on to November we're looking at another season whereby we're thinking well what is this Is, is this just purely tread and water until what Benitez gets sacked halfway through next season and we, we try and regenerate this thing and we bring a young continental manager in and, and, and start it all over again and it, it, it's really hard to invest in something that feels like it's just on a hamster wheel of sports at the moment
3: yeah um, and I, I sort of don't want to revisit the goals tonight but um, I feel like we sort of have to in post-match um, the first goal from a set piece Yes, another. Yeah. I think I think a staff popped up on the Sky just before we can see that all of the said was something like um, 17th or 18th in the Premier League yeah. from conceded from set pieces. I mean, must got, be rock bottom, now. Be bottom now. Surely, Surely. God, God teams are below, us. <laughs> <laughs> um, And um, I think probably the half-time analysis picked up fairly well, but uh, not remotely surprising uh, against Watford, we were cacking themselves every time they got a set piece and it manifested tonight exactly the same way Um, that sort of um, um, uh, terrifying spot from an Everton defensive point of view just outside the six yard box um, cannot seem to cope Um, I think um, some of the pundits said you know Pickford should have done better well bouncing in front of you I mean what, what are you supposed to do um, so
0: it's I think it's Dominic Applewood, must have pundit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, I sort of think, well, it, it's it's all on the, on the defenders for that goal. Um, I'm not surprised we conceded that. Um, Thank sort... Godfrey
2: as well. Right.
3: Just, <laughs> I'm I'm in a position where I I I don't want to dislike him. Um, I want to keep giving the benefit of the doubt every week. Um, what I really, really miss about Gen thank God for you, Gen it's been that type
2: of night. I draw, I draw, I draw. He's playing like Gen the moment. It's <laughs> no matter, thank God for you. I'd
3: rather, I'd rather, I'd rather Gen on me books. I miss the marauding defender that we first signed. Miss him as well. I miss the marauding. Centre forward, I missed a dominant centre forward. Yeah. Um, don't know where he was for that first goal. He, he picked out a few defenders, he, he should have been there. Um, but ultimately, you know, that that first goal is exactly how I thought we would concede against Watford today, you know, and it came true. Um, second goal, it's like I said at the very start, players were terrified of making a mistake, yeah. and that's what happens. Um, he had his head in his hands, but that's not good enough. I mean, yeah. um, that was defending 101. I, I, I just felt like when he received that ball before the assist mm. um, he had no confidence going forward that just embodied the whole team in that first half mm. um, terrified of making a forward pass in case it led to a break mm. um, and ultimately playing a backroom
2: cast is exactly what happened do you, know, do you know what else it is as well it is the product of not having another left back at the club because a left footed player or a left back in this situation opens the body up and they knock it down the line yeah. or into the corner and it might go out for a throw in, it might go down for a goal kick, someone might get onto it. But if you've got someone with balance on that side, you can just kick the ball down instead of having to turn back inside and look for a pass. And none of our midfielders are brave enough to show for the ball. He's got to go back to the keeper. It's a dreadful pass, don't get me wrong. It, it's really poor and he should do better. But mm. if you've got a left footed left back in that situation, you can actually kick the ball up the line. Yeah. Then
0: that then that doesn't happen ultimately. One of the most disappointing elements about the goals we conceded for me tonight was the one that got disallowed before the first goal even went in. And I think the the opportunity was there. And Joe, you know I I get it. Even that that original now disallowed goal was a shit show. But that was your opportunity, wasn't it, to yeah. to collectively regroup? And I think all the visuals we saw on the Sky Sports camera tonight were. Michael Keane, Alan, a few of the more senior players getting together and saying, "Well, do you know what, this this can't happen again. This this is what went wrong there." And certainly, visually for me, I thought, "Well, that that that's that's a positive. What's just gone on there? Fair enough, we've got away with it, and um, th- that that is something to build on." And and I think the the fact that we conceded what five or six minutes after that was everything you need to know about a, a, a brittle backbone of an Everton side, which. As I say, going back to earlier in the pod, I feel like we've seen countless times now. There's just a there's a cloud of chaos that hangs over this defence every time that there's something merely wrong about about the side or about the performance. And we, we've said countless times that op- opposition sides are able to capitalise on weaknesses in Everton. That Everton are absolutely nowhere near capitalising on. It, it feels like we need we need an absolute disaster from the opposition side to be able to get a goal and, and do you know what we, Almost did we, we, we nearly got that tonight yeah but it, it feels like the the smallest frailty in an Everton side means that you concede one or two goals in a half and uh, we, we saw that against Watford we saw it again tonight and I think that the, the chaos very much follows into the second half whereby we're, we're 10 minutes out from possibly getting a result against a side who we absolutely do not deserve anything against and We're looking to bring a right back on who's clearly not good enough to play right back. Never mind, go and get a go and get a last minute goal. goal, By
2: the way, he just put his gear. I said to you has he gone full I'm a catch here? I said I'm, I'm coming on I don't care what's happening I'm a scouser I'm John Joe Kenny I've had enough of this I, can, I am getting
0: on this pitch I can only assume that John Joe Kenny was just simply too warm and that that, <laughs> that is the reason why the coat came off because if ever there was a reason for Solomon Rondon coming onto a football pitch it's when you're playing against a relatively poor side who somehow managed to get one goal up against you and you need to clutch that back but do you know what we, we, To bring individual players and and to try and analyse that tonight is just, you really are stretching to figure out what is going on with this football club, but as as we've said countless times, not only tonight, but in recent seasons, the problems that this team has tonight have been the problems that this team has had for the last five or ten years, and... Do I honestly look at Rafael Benitez now as being someone who solves that? No. And in, in that sense, I feel like this, this club is ultimately just treading water until the next epiphany, the next Machiri, the next Roberto Martinez, where we have this eternal breakthrough season. But right now, I don't really see how Everton's rut ends. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, moving on
3: from this, I'm not sure you'll find many Evertonians that are actively looking forward to next week. Oh God, um, no. <laughs> not that Not that we often look forward to matches, but particularly for next week. Spurs to have a new manager. Uh, we've just come in from the doldrums of a, um, another non-emphatic uh, match. Um, it's tough going at the moment. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt about
2: it. Our yeah, best player in the second half will probably be injured again in training this week, Fabian Delph. Yeah. Um, so, but just, just, just one thing I want to say about the set pieces. And he said this in the week, the manager, it, it annoyed me a little bit because he said about how he was at Liverpool and how when they tried to instill the zonal Marker, it didn't work initially. And then after two or three seasons was they were the, the best in the league. At that point they had Jamie Carragher, he had Sammy Hoopier, yeah Daniel Iger, all really, really good Premier League defenders, whatever you say about the Reds or not, they were all really good professionals, good defenders, and you can teach those players to defend properly in a zonal setup because they 're all really good players. Our defenders are not good without Yeri Mina in, in, in that setup certainly, they are not, not good enough to be able to play a system that's as complex as that. And at the moment, we are in a position where we need to make it as straightforward as possible for these lads. And if that means throwing out whatever you're doing at the moment, to saying, Michael Keane, you mark this lad. This lad with that number on his back, he is your player to mark for the entire game. And if he comes off and this player comes on, you take that player. And it's the same for you, Mason. And it's the same for you, Ben Godfrey. (laughs) I mean I'm not one of these people Who says Zona Mark And should be Completely binned Out the game forever There's Mm -hmm. clearly a place for it If you've got good enough players But our centre backs Are not good enough Not good enough To be able to play that way And for the time being It should be shelved Until we get Mina back Until we get a bit of confidence Back in the side And we should move on From it from then I remember Jamie Carragher Literally the other week Saying that
3: he Didn't enjoy his football Under Benitez But played his best football Under Benitez He's a
2: really
3: good player I'd be delighted If our Defenders With the attitude yeah,
2: yeah. And that, that's what prevailed But I, I just Literally not seeing that At the moment But was but Say what you want about him He was an intelligent footballer mm. And a good defender Who could obviously Take on these instructions Our players can't do that They, they mm. are They need they, I, I'm, I'm, This might sound really harsh But based on what we've seen So far this season What against Watford What we saw tonight In that first half And what we've seen The entire campaign With these set pieces Going in Week
0: after week after week they need to make it as basic as possible for them. What you've then got there is a really dangerous balance of a set of players who are incapable of learning and a manager who is famously incapable of relenting in terms of his setup and his ideology. How often did we say in the summer when we were approaching Rafael Benitez and all of this rhetoric about how hated he was going to be from Everton fans, from Liverpool fans, from God knows who, the man is stubborn there is absolutely no way that on the back of what three negative results he says well you know everything I know about football management goes out the window and you know what time will tell whether he's right or whether we are right but I think that the frustration from an Everton fan point of view and everything that you've just mentioned there Matt is that we've, we've done all of this before <laughs> and we, we've said this about individual players and you know manager's taken, what, six to 18 months to find out about a Tom Davis or a Michael Keane or whoever it may be, and it, it feels like we, we know all of the answers to this, and at, at, at the point where Wolves get a corner, the, the only surprise for me tonight is that at the point where Alex Iwobi volleys one out for a corner in the second <laughs> half, that Wolves didn't score from that corner, because that, that's exactly the point where Everton fans just thought, I'm getting on 3-1 here, because I absolutely know what happens, and... It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a real test for Rafael Benitez to try and figure out what happens with the side and it's it's equal to the test that Carlo Ancelotti had. And the, the irony for these managers who are in inverted Commas world class is that when when you are faced with having a set of players who are in themselves not world class, you are asked questions that a Real Madrid or a Napoli or an AC Milan or whoever it is you've mentioned would never have asked you before. And I think it, it it's gonna be beyond interesting to find out what Rafael Benitez does with this side. And I'm 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 at this stage. I'm not even looking at January as being this shining light of a of a month whereby we can go out and, and sign players to to buy into what Rafael Benitez is doing at the moment because at the moment I don't really see it and I, I, I'm trying to back that up at the moment with the fact that our best defender our best midfielder our best striker etc etc they're all out and it's all going to be very different when they come back and I am pinning all of my Everton hopes on that at the moment but on the back of yet another defeat it, it's very hard to see the light Maybe Dom's just going to become a full-time pundit for Sky. Apparently, he's done really
2: well tonight. Would you blame him? Would you (laughs) want to? So, I've just just sort of really funny though when you're making your point there, because I've I've just seen Preb's got the fixtures on his phone for the next the next six weeks. He's just scrolling down and shaking his head (laughs) with a sense a sense of foreboding. Um, Looking forward to them, mate. I think. if, if
3: we all just agreed to take like a hiatus for seven or so weeks so the remaining on the calendar year. Just for life, <laughs> <but> for life. <laughs> I, th- I think we'd be fine, but uh, on a remotely serious note, um, it's an unforgiving next few weeks. It's a brutal festive period um, with our lack of depth and lack of quality. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't want to be too much of a dreary-weary, but Jesus Christ, by <laughs> New Year's time we could be we, 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 we could be in trouble yeah. and
2: yeah, it's, it's, it's it's not worth thinking about Everton yeah. need divine inter- intervention over the festive period for sure uh, we will leave it there tonight um, Dominic Carver Lewins on Sky now watching loads of replays of his goals so that could be a nice end to the night at least but um, that's it from us here on the Blue Room three defeats in a row for the Toffees we are where we are hopefully things turn around this weekend against Tottenham uh, of course we'll be covering all the reactions to that game tonight throughout the week and building up to that game against Tottenham Hotspur and potentially a Tottenham Hotspur managed by Antonio Conte as well. Cheers to Mo, cheers to prep. Enjoy what you can of the rest of your Monday night and the week, and we'll speak to you again very soon here on the Blue Room.
1: Progressive presents Don't Do It Yourself. Okay, simple enough. Just got to get in there with my screwdriver. Do you mind handing me my screwdriver? Are you trying to say screwdriver? Well, I mean, you're saying it weird, but yeah, sure. Look, maybe we should bundle our home and auto with Progressive. We could save big and pay someone to install this for us so you don't have to pretend you can. (laughs) I know my way around a screwdriver. Oh, yeah, this is going to take a Philippe's head for sure. Save when bundling home and auto with Progressive and use the money to, you know, not... Do-it-yourself. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.